shooting guns and drinking vodka. Spring break in Russia. And it's just like a dirt runway and there's a crash plane like at the end of the road. Jeez. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Howdy y'all. Welcome to Senior Story Time. We're your hosts, Matson, Case, and Elliot. And we're the co-founders of Senior Company. Live. Clapped. We're clapped in. <laughs> did, you, did you watch Dan's episode or no? Dan's? Yeah. I watched like... 30 minutes of it. Did you see your shout out part? Yeah. <laughs> I just, well, I saw the highlight reel shout out. Oh yeah. But I don't know okay. what the shout out was for. Uh, it was, I think we were just shouting out. That's so funny. Oh, we were talking about the, uh, the video that you took of him with like the ice beard. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, that thing's that was sick. Yeah. It's like every winter it still goes viral like yeah, it all does. over again on these like <laughs> weird accounts that I've never heard of. Yeah. And I'm like, who's posting this and who's seeing it? But people love it. And that was from like 2016. People do love it. Super weird. I remember the first time seeing that. Yeah. First time seeing that, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. His beard is just attracting all that ice. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. And he already looks like a like an ice Viking. Yeah, he does. It's already already funny. Yeah. And he's smiling so hard. That was a really weird trip. Um, Weirdest surf trip that I've been on, probably. What made it so weird? Um. Just like the route that we took. So we flew into Milwaukee and Dane was talking to this like local surfer who surfed Lake Michigan, I think. And he was kind of like our guide who was like telling us where the waves were going to be. And basically how it works is like the weather, the storm is like what creates the swell on the lake. But as soon as it shifts off the water, all that swell just instantly dissipates. And so... He had thought like Lake Michigan was going to be the place to be. So we flew into Milwaukee and we're like showing up in this airport and like people are like, oh, are you guys going out to California to surf? And we're like, no, we're actually coming here to surf. And people are like tripping. Yeah. And then the storm shifted north. So then we had to drive diagonal through Wisconsin up to Duluth, Minnesota. And so we were going through like cheese country. <laughs> wow. It was just me and Dane in a car and we're like staying the night in this like weird motel in Wisconsin. <laughs> And I was like, where are we? Like, this is the weirdest trip of my life. And uh, ended up in Duluth, which is this tiny little town. It's, like, super beautiful up there. And there's swell on Lake Superior. And there's a surf spot that's, like, an established place that people surf. And it was literally as crowded as lowers. But, what? like, the waves were ankle high, like, mush burgers. There's a guy in the water filming from the water. Everybody's frothing. Oh my god, and that like, sounds awesome. Dane was like getting dropped in on, and I'm like trying to film this. I'm like, what am I shooting right now? <laughs> it was like we came all this way, and it's like freezing cold water. It was like I don't know, 30 Wild. degrees outside, and the water was like same temperature. And have you heard of this spot, Eli? Yeah, that's where like okay. Castle Glasses and like uh, what's that shop that we're in up there? Oh, we're in a Duluth lake effect. Lake no, effect. no, that's Milwaukee. Oh. Uh, we're are in you a Duluth. From up there? I'm from Milwaukee. Oh, we are in a Duluth. Okay. Is that yeah. Back Alley or something? Back Alley. Back yeah. Alley. Yeah, that's like they all surf that spot. Shout yeah. out Back Alley. Yeah, yeah. shout yeah. out. Dude, it's crazy though because like when you're flying over the lakes, it feels like you're flying over the ocean. Like they're so big. Mm. Yeah. You can't so see the wild. shoreline in any direction. Yeah. And so we actually chased that storm across to the other side of the lake and ended up in this like weird little zone near Marquette and a blizzard had come in that night and um Dane and I were in our rental car trying to follow this guy and he was like our guide and we lost him in the middle of the night and we're trying to get to this other side of the shore by the next morning before like after the storm let up and like the swell arrived 
but it meant we'd have to drive like straight through that storm. And so we lost this guy and we're driving and it's like three in the morning. And then pretty soon it got to a point where there's so much snow on the road. You couldn't see where the road ends and like the nature begins. And so we're going like five miles an hour and it's just howling wind. And we thought we're like behind this guy and we had to get to our destination. And then we didn't have reception and we're just getting so freaked out. And we actually made it to Marquette the next day. And the other dudes, it turns out they're like, we're not even going to go try to do this. Like it's too gnarly. They bailed early on. So they bailed and we didn't know that. Oh my God. And so we ended up there by ourselves and like actually oh scored God. surf and it was like super fun beach break. And it's weird because like the shoreline there is like not beach. It's just like people's backyards up against the lake uh-huh. with docks and stuff. And so we we're like running through people's backyards and like that time of year, it's a lot of vacation homes. So people oh, they're not there. aren't there. Yeah. And so we're just like tracking ca- across people's yards and found this like peaky little gravel bar and it was really sick it was really fun sounds amazing yeah so can we say a clip or something i just want a visual marquette yeah i mean i mean i don't know i don't know if it's like an established Mm -hmm. surf spot but the guy was like hey this is kind of the zone you should check so did you you got good surf yeah it was really fun is it yeah it was like punchy like shoulder high beach break do you have a video of it like is Um, obviously you filmed it right i did i don't know if it's still up online but Dane's beard, like his ice beard, was the thing that kind of came out of that. Yeah. And I was like on That's his hilarious. phone, like I filmed the whole thing on my cinema camera, and like none of that really <sighs> came to light. But <laughs> That's crazy how that happened. Yeah. Is this it? Oh, it's nice. It's cold. Yeah, it looks, it's nice. yeah, it looks <laughs> trying to be similar nice to that, though, but just imagine it completely white. But, in, but it was like really fun beach break. It wasn't soft like that mm-hmm. sounds so cool does it ever get good in the summer you think you like, i think it probably gets like that up. yeah yeah like i've seen some really cool photos of it looking beautiful in the summer really i would love to make it up there like during yeah. the fall or like, yeah. when the leaves are turning sounds yeah, amazing sure. yeah have you always been into cold water surfing or just cold things you always been into the cold <laughs> where are you from <laughs> uh are you from the cold? You're from Germany. Well, I, I was born in Germany. <laughs> okay. Uh, Actually? The cold yeah. part or what? Oh, what? Yeah, I grew up in Germany until I was 11 and then moved out to wow. San Diego in middle school. What the Damn. Uh, Military parents or something? Uh, like my dad was a pastor. My parents oh. were missionaries over there. Okay. And lived over there for like 15 years. And so I was born over there. And uh, yeah, then we moved back this way. And... Like my whole dad's side of the family is super into mountaineering and climbing. And so they're always like traveling the world, like Himalayas, Andes. Um, So I felt like that was kind of like part of our family DNA. And so I've always been drawn to like backpacking and mountains. Um, And then started surfing here in high school when I got to San Diego. What high school did you go to? Uh, Rancho Buena Vista. Nice. Yeah. And then went to Point Loma and that really was like fed into my love of surfing and then studied abroad in New Zealand for a semester down on the South Island. And that's where I kind of, I guess, just started to see the potential of surfing in like remote cold places because like the school that I was out down there was on the edge of this national park called Catlins National Park. And it's just like a super wild remote place and it gets really cold and it's rugged and you can just spend your whole life exploring all the nooks and crannies down there. Yeah. So I was there like into the winter and the last week I was there, it started snowing and 
um, got good waves in the snow. And I was like, wow, it's crazy that this is like a thing. Like you can do it and it's not that big of a deal. And just like the, just the idea that there's all these waves out there that nobody's surfing intrigued me. So that was kind of like the kickoff for it, I guess. But Jeez. after that, it just like captured my imagination. And that got you into like researching I like cold water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that was like one part of the puzzle, but like around that same time after I graduated college, uh, surfing magazine had the Google earth challenge. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember that. No. What? So it was like, <laughs> they had a contest where Google earth had just come out around that time, I think. And the contest was like, if you can find a world-class wave on Google earth, then like, and if you win this prize, like, will take you there and you can serve what? there. I'm going to bring pros what? and document. That is the craziest yeah. thing I've ever... Wait, did you know idea. that? Yeah. yeah. You knew the whole like, thing? Yeah, I knew that. Did you try? Uh, yeah, I did try. My buddies and I, like... No way. I mean, we would just go look for waves and, uh, like, um, Google Earth. We'd go to, like... That's insane. The coast of Africa and just try to kind of find waves. And Why did they pick surfing? I feel uh, they could do anything. Well, no, this was... Uh, the surfing, surfing magazine. Oh, like I missed Slater, that part. I, I thought it was just straight Google. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, that'd be <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's also, you can see like wave lines from, from, from space. space. Yeah. So, but like, I wow. think Skeleton Bay was found that way. Yeah. Oh, maybe, really? Maybe not the first surfers, but that's how it became public knowledge. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. So when, did you submit a, like, I did and none of them won, but I was like, I was like, oh, I bet everybody's going to be looking at all these like warm water places like i wonder if alaska has anything and so i started looking up oh, there and like diversify aleutian island yeah and i started seeing waves and i was like this is sick i was just screenshotting them and showing them to my buddies yeah and then my roommate was like dude you should like start a blog and just post this stuff and i kind of felt like i don't know like i didn't have enough content to like keep a blog going but, you know <laughs> but i did it and i was a graphic design major in college so i was like oh maybe i could design the identity and branding around this blog and this idea of arctic surf what was the blog called arctic surf blog arctic yeah. Surf. You, still yeah. it? you still got it yeah uh it's not up anymore uh. no it's just like an archive but yeah so i was like okay i'll just do it for fun you know and then i would post stuff and the more i posted the more psyched i would get and it was kind of like you know when you're scrolling on instagram and you're kind of like stuck in that loop and you're like boy if i could go a little further like maybe i'll see something cool yeah and it's kind of like that on google earth like maybe if i scroll a little further down the coast i'll find something mm -hmm. really sick and so mm -hmm. there's almost this like addictive quality to like yeah. searching and so i spent hours doing that and yeah. kept posting stuff on that blog and then a few months in i got an email from chris burkhardt and he had just come on at Surfer Magazine as like a staff photographer. And I knew who he was, like super famous guy, like loved his photography. When was this? Well, like what year? Like 2009, 2010. Wow. Yeah. And when I got that email, my first reaction was like, oh, this is my roommate's like playing a prank on her. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no way this is real, you know? <laughs> so I wrote him back this like tentative email, like, oh, let me see if I can like, check my schedule and see if I have time to like jump on a call with you because yeah. I didn't want to like feed into the prank and it That's turned out hilarious. it was real and so I got on this call with him and like he was like asking me all these questions and I didn't know anything like I was just a grom like frothing you know um but he's like dude we should like plan a trip to one of these places and pitch it to the magazine and and so I was like all That's right, crazy. Like, let's do it and then so I, I helped pitch the first 
trip and it was actually back to that place in New Zealand where I was living previously. And the magazine was like, all right, let's do it. Like, this is cool. Who's going to write the piece? And at that point, um, I didn't really have like a spot on the trip. I was just like helping plan it. I was like, I'll, I'll write the, the piece, you know? And I was like, uh, like yeah. I haven't written anything since high school. Essays. You know, I have like zero writing experience. And then there's like literally no qualification. They're just like, all right, cool, you're in. Whoa, I was like, wow. That's, that's trippy. You just so. got to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of like how the first trip came together. And um, one of the surfers, Peach DeVries, on that trip had a camcorder. And he's filming parts for his intersection film. Um, which was just kind of like a surf video contest at the time. And he's like, dude, do you think you could like grab some s- shots of me surfing? And I was like, sure. I'm, I don't have anything else I'm doing really. I'm just like taking notes, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I filmed some clips and like ended up submitting it to the magazine and they're like, cool, we'll like post this and pay you for it. And I was like, what? I can get paid to do this. Like, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> so that's how like the filmmaking side of it kind of got started. And then from there, I just kind of, made it a goal to like every six months try to like pitch a new project learn something new about filmmaking and try to like expand uh, expand the scope of like what i was doing wow and that's wild that is wild. and i had a part-time job or yeah I had, a, I had a job that i was working at the time and i would take time off to do these trips like twice a year and then it just kind of like snowballed but it was like a long process it was like probably eight years before i like quit my job and fully went into filmmaking so Wow, what's your grats on that? Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was only like five or six years ago then? Um, or how long ago was that? That was probably seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. And now you've just been pursuing like making films full time for brands and for yourself? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a trip because like all the, the projects that I did on the side were all just the ones that I would love to do because I had my like other job that was paying the bills. And so I could just selectively choose like surf film projects that I wanted to do. And so I had that like running in parallel the whole time. So wild, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So at what point did you realize? I guess it was during when you're working for Surfing Magazine. Like, at what point did you meet the right person where it's like I'm gonna keep doing this and push it? There was never really a time where I was like, all right, like I'm all in. Like it felt so gradual. Like I was always thinking, is this like my full time job? Is this like a career? Like I I don't know what is this, you know. And, like, now, like, over the last few years, it feels like for sure it's what I do. But it, I've always had that, like, questioning, like, where is this headed? Like, is this real or not? Or is this kind of, like, a dream, you know? So, yeah. And, and the weird thing is, like, I never, like, set out to do any of this. Like, I never tried to get into this as a job. I never tried to become a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. It kind of just happened. And, yeah. And I just, every time an opportunity presented itself, I was like, all right, like, I'm just going to go for it and try to figure this out even though i don't know anything about how to do this but for some reason people are like trusting me with this so wow yeah i trip out about it yeah Yeah. it's like a butterfly effect kind of story where just like one thing happens and then just keeps rolling down the hill and now you're a professional videographer that's pretty crazy yeah that is crazy yeah and i guess yeah just like taking the risk of saying yes and not really knowing where it's going to go or what the end goal is necessarily. Um, but like a lot of those early projects, um, Chris and I were just like putting our own savings to make those trips happen. And then whatever would come of that, it's like 
you'd get paid a little bit from the magazine, but then whatever came in, it's like you just put that towards the next one. Yeah. And it was just a full side project. Like none of it was intended to be a job for me. Um, and so it kind of just snowballed that way. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. Like there's no like decisive intention behind it for me. That's awesome though. It sounds like it was really just a, it was, there's pure passion behind it, I guess. And you kind of were smart with it where you didn't just like jump in full cold Turkey. You know what I mean? Kind of took your time and focused on those projects and kept building it up. And we, at a smaller scale, we did the same thing. You know, we all had side jobs for the first few years that we just couldn't, you know, we didn't have money to live. Like the business is what allowed it. We lived at the warehouse, you know, we, the business sustained it, you know? Yeah. But that same thing where it was like a gradual change, you know, of, okay, when are we going to quit these side jobs? And even that was yeah. a big moment. I remember we're like, damn, so I don't have to go in somewhere anymore. Yeah. You know, like that was weird. But I won't make money. That is yeah. that pretty hard to coordinate for you guys. Like all of you coming to that decision at the same time, or was that like a, like a gradual it process? Was, I think it was gradual. I feel like we talked about it for a bit. Yeah. I don't remember the exact question. moment. Yeah. I remember, uh, like for me personally, I was bartending, which was mostly at night. And so I was making good money doing that too. Yeah. He was all but, rich. Yeah. Like I, I was coming home with like 300 to $600 in my pocket every night. Just like, dude, I'm freaking loving this. Yeah. And you bought a Porsche I, back then. Remember that? I didn't. Crazy. I didn't buy it. I was kidding. But I was kidding. I, like I was just crazy. Like, <laughs> He's more of a BMW guy anyways. <laughs> Not sure either. Um, I was just kidding. I don't even know what that means. So anyways, I was, uh, I was just like living it up. Like, oh, I could work at Seeger during the day and bartend at night, but then after some while it became too much. Yeah. And you just have to realize that like you got to put that, those extra hours into Seeger. And like, even though you could leave at four to go bartend, you should stay until six to work or longer to work on Seeger. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the, the change there. And then, Went back to being poor again. I've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been living there ever since. <laughs> yeah. It would stress me out a lot having a side job. Like, yeah, I don't. I want to get stressed. Actually, I'd get anxious when I was working. Like I, would, I was a bartender at a brewery, or yeah. beer tender, whatever you call beer it. Beer tender. And every second that I was there, I just felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm. It's like oh, I'm literally just doing this so I could leave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I always felt weird being at the other job. Yeah, yeah. Like, always. Yeah, like that tension is a weird place yeah. to be. It's like yeah. my mind is running about something else while I'm talking to people and working. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. I know for me, it was like, I think either way, even if this like Arctic surf stuff never came up, I always filled my time after work with creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like just introverted, love to be by myself in my room for hours, just creating random stuff that I'm stoked on. And so this kind of like grew out of that. Like, so what happened was like, Around 2009, I got let go of my job. I was like doing marketing website stuff and then times got tough at that job and they're like, hey, we gotta let you go for a period of time. And so I had like a few months where I was just like doing nothing. And um, I built this like diorama in my room out of (laughs) like paper mache. (laughs) Diorama, the one you flip through really quick? It's like a three dimensional like scene. Yeah, It was like a point break with waves peeling on it. And then I like, is it basically like took photos i like i set up a a tripod with a camera and took photos like every step of the process so i could see like where i needed to adjust things to make this like complete little world damn and then i realized like at the end of it if i take all those photos and put them on a timeline it's like a time lapse yeah and so it was like a time lapse of like stop motion of this thing thing coming together and i submitted that to surfer magazine (laughs) 
and they posted it. That was like the wow. first time I ever was in touch with Surfer Magazine. And it just felt so crazy that that <laughs> got posted. And that sounds like, awesome. And people probably thought I was crazy holding this thing <laughs> in my room, but I was just stoked on it. Like it had nothing to do with work or anything. So I think like that's kind of like the mindset that all this stuff came out of. So yeah, wow. yeah. that's cool. That it's cool awesome. that Surfer Magazine was like supporting that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they have if that you can still find that video. It's somewhere. still up somewhere. It's called uh, Storybook Land. Oh, Storybook man. Land. That <laughs> sounds right up my alley, dude. I'm down with all that. Wow. Do you ever get into so, claymation or anything? Uh, when I was a kid, I did that a little bit. Yeah, that's so like that'd be a dream job. Yeah, so same. Was this that, a three D yeah. model that you made? It was like three D um, paper, like construction paper. Oh, is this it? Is? Yeah, dude, wow. this is so sick. Huh. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? Okay, I'm tripping here. So you, you weren't even planning on doing this. Like, well, this was just for fun. Like you weren't planning on making it stop motion. You were just taking these photos. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out like <laughs> wow. the framing wow. of it. What'd you base this Dude. off? Like, was this a certain way? This, uh, this was just like inspired by New Zealand, like where I was living during that time. It was kind of wow. like my ideal place to surf. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. I love how you could see stuff change. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Wow. Get a soundtrack. Yeah, right? <laughs> that <was> so epic. <laughs> wow. I like how it's a left. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you might be able to go right. Though. Yeah, you're not sure. There <laughs> <laughs> might be rocks right there. There's a lot of rocks right there. Dude. At the end. That's actually a beer can over there. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, wow. Are that, you still doing stuff like that? Or like I they, wish. Like, I, would, dude, dude, I could do that full time. We've been wanting that forever. That, it's really? so expensive. We've been reaching out. We're like, really? We don't know yeah, who to reach out to. We've been reaching out to people. You guys like insane. stop motion or what? Specifically yeah. Playmation if we can. Well, have you talked to Foster? I, like we, tried. we tried. We sure, tried. So sure, it's yeah. expensive. But it's yeah. sick. It's, it's so, so sick. sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sick. Well, would it be like a little mini story for you guys? Or I don't it know. Could be anything. Could be anything. A little video like sounds yeah. cool. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've talked to Foster too. It's it's gnarly. There's do you know just, how much he charges? I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. What is he? What is We're he trying to do? Cheap Let's hear the. I know. I know. I know. You know. I think. Well, for what I was trying to do was like. I think it was somewhere between 20 and 40k okay that sounds right that's what i was that version that long? what's that like how long would that have been i think it would be like 30 seconds or Damn, something isn't that crazy yeah that's so wild i know it, it's like there's so much work that goes into it yeah it's so time consuming and like animating it creating the models it's all like that's custom insane. from scratch yeah what a crazy business inve- uh, endeavor to get into like, yeah it's so how sick. many people are willing to pay that much for 30 seconds of claymation you know i know i gotta I know. look at his website and see like what he's done for people because i've seen all the stuff that he's posted of that that character that he made up yeah yeah but that seems like it was Which for one? him personally like yeah. the rabbit thing yeah yeah like carl yeah, Sagan that yeah, yeah. So i think sick. he's done some stuff for like travel oregon and then maybe like Nike or Adidas. I guess I saw a Stance one yeah. at one point. I remember that skate one? The skate one, yeah. yeah that one was, that, that that was, was like a full little story, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh, was that Stance? Was, I thought was that was like Vans or Ruka or something. I think it was just like a film. Like, I would like bet you a dollar right now. That, that oh, was Stance. There we go. It was Stance. I'll bet you a dollar. One dollar. It was just for him. Oh. Wait, so how would I don't know. I actually do. I kind of do remember Just write Stance. It should come up. Uh, uh, claymation maybe 
Movie Mountain is the name Movie I think Mountain. of his. Pool scum, right? Pool scum. Pool scum. Yeah, first dance. Pool scum. First dance. First dance. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. It has stance in it. I'm pretty sure it had their logo in it. Uh, if it has their logo in it, could have just win. been a sponsor. You don't want a dollar. That's. But I don't lose it all. I feel that. like what was the bet? That one dollar. It was first stance. Uh, they first paid for it. Someone had to pay for that. Uh, yeah, he he sponsors. Sponsors. There's no way he just does. He's got to pay these people. Staff pick. There Staff you go. Pick. Oh, wow. Is there a stance logo in there? Give me stance. Nope. Yeah, we had a stance. Nope. Stance. Passion project. Oh, you made a dollar. Oh, I'm <laughs> I, just, I just made that up, but <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, someone. Someone but board. I don't remember seeing any brand because I remember when I watched it, it's like, no way. There's like no brands in it or anything. Yeah, it's just passion. That is crazy. That is the coolest project ever. Yeah, this is pretty legendary. Uh, this is you, Elliot. That's me for sure. Look at that. <laughs> My neck doesn't move like that, though. Oh, it's a Porsche guy. <laughs> I'm more of a Porsche guy, Mercedes. Yeah, I could totally see you wow. getting into this company. Oh my gosh, Dude. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's like a dream job. You basically in- invented this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you did this yeah, 10 right. years ago, 15 years ago. Dude, Wallace and Gromit was early. Oh, I love Wallace and Gromit. I grew up on that. Did you? Yeah, they're yeah, so my, good. My dad's from England. I had a, no way. We had a minivan, and it had a VHS player in it, and we just had, you know, you just kind of shove them under the seats and stuff, and it was yeah. all Wallace and Gromit. Wow, and then I inherited so that, that van for high school, which was great. And uh, I would just... Plop them in. Yeah, they're you know so I mean? good. Like, wake up, plop it in. We want to give a shout out to a sponsor of today's episode, Desert Door Soltol. Desert Door Solto, the most premium spirit distilled in Driftwood, Texas. Desert. Desert Door is wildly harvested, fermented, distilled, and bottled by Desert Door in Driftwood, Texas. Check them out at DesertDoor.com. Today's episode is brought to you by All Hands Canned Cocktails. Just got out to camping land, got me a cooler full of cans. What do you know, they're all just cans of All Hands. Pretty soon I'm drinking all five flavors. Ooh, 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 getting drunk off all hands. All Hands makes craft cocktails out of Austin, Texas. Their cocktails are made with six times distilled craft vodka and 100% all natural ingredients. Check them out at allhandscocktails.com. Yeah, and I used to love, like the behind the scenes of how they did it. Like Dude. I love that stuff. Just yeah. seeing people that do that full time for their job. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. What was the one with the chickens? Oh chicken, chicken run. run. Oh yeah. That, that was, was a crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's so oh. sick. I love that. That's the dream is just like doing all these creative random projects right? that are just like like that, you know. I know. You had yeah. some I forget exact because I only saw it once, but at the film premiere for what's the film called again? Island Shadows. X. Island X. Yeah. Um, you had something in there that was like paper mache created. Oh, yeah. We had an animation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like hand drawn animation. Did you do that? Uh, I did the drawings. Okay. And then we had an animator. Uh, oh, that was Bring good. it to life. Yeah. I that was that super fun. That, that It's out, right? Everyone could watch it. Yeah. Island okay. X. It's out on, on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, damn. Yeah. How'd so, you get Prime? Yeah. Who does the business side of your um, business? You? 
So that's through a distributor, okay. um, 1091 Media, and they've done other films I've been a part of, like Arc of Volusia, Under an Arctic Sky. They do a lot of like adventure sports films. That's cool. And so basically, like when you team up with them, they put it on all the different platforms. Like sometimes it'll be Red Bull or outside TV, but um, yeah. So do they give you like a commission for what they make, or is it the other way around? Uh, it's the other way around. It's like gotcha. a split. Yeah. Cool. So when you guys are going on trips and have sponsors or partners, is that all you? Like, how do you go about that? Um, like the planning of it or how you fund the projects for it to make sense for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's always different. Like sometimes yeah. you just have a brand that's like psyched and wants to do a cool project. Um, for Island X, it was like really organic and kind of grassroots. Like I found, I got in contact with a scientist who is working on, a tiny island up in the Bering Sea. Wait, what? He's working on a tiny... Uh, he's making it or something? Well, no, he was like... He, he was like stationed on the oh, okay, okay. The scientist is building an island. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> like like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he was stationed on this island and he's doing marine research and he's a surfer and he lives in the Pacific Northwest wow. and he'd go up there and like he's been up there for years and he was seeing all these crazy waves up there and nobody was surfing him. He couldn't really surf them because he was working for a government program. And so he couldn't like bring a surfboard with him because it's all paid for by his work. Gotcha. Um, but he started sending me photos and he's like, you guys got to come up here. Like it's insane. And, um, I kind of didn't believe him at first because like you see (laughs) photos. Yeah. And it's like, you see photos of like a glimmer of a wave that looks really good. But that doesn't tell the whole story, and especially yeah. for like filming, like a photo is one thing, but to like film a good wave has to be like crazy, like on another level. And so I was really skeptical. And eventually, like I went up there with a buddy just to like scout it and see what was up there. And this was like in 2019, and I felt like I wanted to work on a project that was more like thoughtful and slower paced because most of the surf films that I've done, it's like you show up in this remote place and it's like really hard to get there, really hard to get the funds to get there. So you can only go one time and then you capture as much as you can and then you leave and you can't really go back. And then you're stuck with that footage. Yeah. And I was like, man, I would love to like dive deeper into a place and like get to know it before we plan out what the film's going to be. So I went up there with a buddy and like met the local people and there's a tiny little town and a lot of like native Alaskan people that live there. A lot of fishermen, and a lot of tribal land and then this government research program and so it was, I, <clears throat> I didn't even know if we'd be able to film anything or even surf there because it's everything is so like regulated and territorial and I just wanted to like meet the right people and before we brought up like a bunch of surfers and all that yeah were people like confused when you first got there yeah like, so there. we landed on this island and my buddy Jeff and I went to the local bar. There's like one little bar and we were just like posted up chatting. And this girl from like a table next to us was like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? Like, you're obviously not from here. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, we're working on a surf film. Like <laughs> we're looking for waves. And she's like, Oh no way. Like you should meet my brother. Like he's a surfer. He lives here on the Island. Like he's a few miles like outside of town. I'll take you up there and you guys can meet him. And so she jumped on her quad and we followed her on this like super rugged road out into the middle of nowhere to this like point on the other side of the island. And her brother. 
That sounds like the classic way of how you like get kidnapped right there. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was Meet so weird. Like we had no idea what we were in for. And her brother, his name's Ricardo, and his partner Brooke, they were both out there building a cabin when we when we were pulled up, and they're kind of like, "Whoa, who are you guys? Like, what's going on?" And we're like, we're surfers, <laughs> we're like looking for waves, and he's like, "Whoa, crazy!" Well, like this whole land is like our family's ancestral land, and there's a little wave right here, and like I've been surfing it by myself for like ten years, and so he's like, he grew up on this island, he'd been surfing there. And so then it was completely flat, though, when we were there. But I'd seen enough photos to feel like, oh, if we come in the right season, like we'll get some kind of waves. And so then I hit up my buddy, Mark McInnes, who's a surf photographer. And um, Mark and I had been kind of scheming to do a trip for years together. That was just like purely out of friendship and froth. And so we came back with... Uh, Noah Wigridge, Pete DeVries, and Josh Mulcoy that October and got killer waves, like really fun surf, really great weather, just super playful. And the best wave that we got on that trip was right in front of Ricardo's cabin on his, wow. on his land. So and sick. so I was just tripping. So that's kind of like the backstory of that film. And, wow. and basically what happened was we did that first trip and, uh, had like enough to make maybe like a eight to 10 minute edit. Um, but I really wanted to like pay everybody back. Cause everybody had just like put in their own time and money to like get their flights. Um, my How buddy, long did you guys stay there for? Um, like 10 days. Okay. And my buddy, Mike Nolte, like he came to shoot camera stuff as well. And, um, so I felt like everybody just like donated their own time and passion to it. And I was like, Oh, I really want to like, support these guys for believing in this um but like what do you do with like an eight minute edit <laughs> like yeah when you have like six people on your team and all yeah. that stuff so i was like wow i gotta get some sponsors so then we started hitting up different brands and putting together like a pitch deck and like i felt like the only way i could bring in funding to make it worthwhile would be to like make the film at least 25 minutes long and make an actual film so then it was like, well, then we have to go back, right? Because it's not enough material. Um, and so then I got the sponsors on board, was making plans for a second trip, and then COVID happened. Damn. And then everything was on hold for two years because the island was completely shut down. And then the airlines that flies to this island went out of business because it's <laughs> just like a tiny Whoa. airlines. And then in that time, Mark's house burned down, and he had his entire life's Oh yeah, I in that, that house, and that was like all gone, including all of his photos from the first trip. Wow, so wild! So it felt like I don't even know what's going to happen with this project at this point. Yeah, um, but then we finally made it back in December of last year, um, and kind of got special permission to go to the island because we just quarantined for like ten days essentially, and we're just like in a cabin on our own, and yeah. like never saw a single human. Um, and Ricardo, the local, came up and hung out with us as well and so got waves again like barely made it that time because of weather and at that time like the project had just snowballed and we we're like oh my like we should do a tour like we should do all this stuff and then at that point like brands were really psyched to support the tour like Junshine came on um Arcteryx Hydroflask 10 barrel brewing Sick. so yeah it was like crazy so it definitely snowballed from like the original vision that was just like purely passion project 
It's so um, wild. Yeah, it was like really trippy because I, I can't even believe that it's all come together after three plus years of shooting and planning. Jeez. So Yeah. So where but is, that, is Island X? But like, is it is it a known island? Does it have a name? It does. Is but you got to watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the go. movie. There you go. But yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, that's a long way to answer your question. But like, that was like a very organic way of like fun funding this project. Yeah. So, um, but they're not all like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's really expensive to go to these remote places and really fickle, and you don't really know if it's going to be successful or not. So it's like extremely nerve wracking. And like on that last trip up to the Island, it was in December and we almost didn't make it at all. We were stuck in Anchorage because of weather waiting for the weather to clear. And because it's so far towards Russia, it's actually in a completely different weather system than mainland Alaska. Mm -hmm. So like if you're going to leave Anchorage, the weather has to be good there. But then you also have to have a good weather window over the Bering Sea, which is totally different. And for those two to like link up at the same time is super rare because they're both in like weather heavy areas. Yeah. And so we were like stuck in this hotel for days, like burning through what like our <laughs> little funds that we had to be up there in the first place. And then it was like got to the point where I was like, I think we might not even make it out. We might just have to like head home. And we ended up getting a spot on a cargo flight out there how do you get on a cargo flight we just asked around at the airport like any airlines that was able to fly in those weather conditions where did you sit it was like a little like passenger plane it was like a eight-seater uh, something okay. like that like what were they flying out there just random boxes and stuff well yeah yeah like just random boxes. i mean well i mean it's like all the rural communities of alaska like a lot of them are not on the main road network. Like they're, they're all just like plane only or boat only. Wow. And so that's how they're connected. And so these airlines make their money like flying out to these communities and supplying them. Damn. And so they're usually like pretty dialed, but sometimes the commercial airlines are not like, they're not able to do it. So yeah. um, it took us two flights. Like we went out once, had to turn around, come back because we couldn't land. And then that cargo Jeez. flight actually got us out there. Yeah. Really, that's yeah. terrifying to get on that plane. Yeah, yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> There's no bathroom on it. It's like a uh, six-hour flight. Wow, what'd yeah. you do? Just hold they it? have like little baggies for you. Whoa, <laughs> like a puke bag, but like a little piss bag. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great. That's I'm, fun. I'm down. Honestly, uh, not on that one. On a different one through the Aleutian Islands, I think uh, Alex Gray used it one time. <laughs> wow, I probably was. That's six so hours right. is a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Did you? How do you pay for a cargo flight? Like I'm a the sponsors parcel. chipped in for that. That was crazy. We basically had to just buy out the entire flight. Damn, and then wow. what was crazy about that is like, since we own that whole flight just for our crew, um, that was like the only way to get back and forth from the island in that week. And so, imagine there's all these like local people on the island that are stuck there trying to get back to the mainland, and there's people that are like wanting surgery like medical procedures different family things they have to yeah. get back to and as soon as the locals heard that our flight was coming out they probably hated you they guys. started hitting me up on facebook saying oh. like how much are plane tickets and then all of a sudden what? i started like wheeling and dealing like that's sick tickets with people like on the fly and i was like it was like the night before our flight we're trying that's to like awesome. get our stuff together i'm like they're like, how much is a seat? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, oh, this is heavy. Dude, like, that's so heavy. Do? So I sold, what did you do? I just like gave him a super good deal. 
Like you said, no cancellations, twenty four hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have one carry on. Yeah, I think we had like three or four seats sold. So wow, yeah, that's it was fun. A trip. Yeah, that's fun. That's so random that it came through like Facebook. I yeah, how they even found out. Got I know. Back to you. I don't know. I've just like a lot of those tiny communities love Facebook. I don't know what just it is, but tiny community up there in the yeah cold yeah <laughs> cold yeah. tiny community yeah. Um, that is so wild. I don't know much, to be honest, of that whole area. Like you're saying different weather systems and stuff. It just kind of tripped me out because I never really think of the Bering Strait, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Last time I thought about that was in high school, I think, the yeah. land bridge, you know. Never think about yeah. Bering Strait. I just don't think of <laughs> the Bering. That's funny. Dude, with that. That's funny. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I remember that too from high school. Yeah. They really drove that point home. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is how we got here. Right, right. And it, it it's weird, like after that trip happened, I was like looking around online, like to find out more information about the Island. And I found out that there's actually like mammoth skeletons that were found on that Island fresh that, that were like the <laughs> most recently alive mammoths. Oh my in God. The world that that were, part like, of the film was so crazy. Yeah. How like, recent uh, are we talking? Like 4,000 years ago, oh four to 5,000 years ago. Yeah. It's kind of gnarly. Yeah. And so like, I didn't even know that when we were there, but like, it's weird to think that that little island is like a remnant and there's these like mammoths walking there's around. There's probably so much stuff in there. They yeah, say they're right? still alive on that island. Right? I believe it. I heard something yeah. that they're trying to engineer them into back into existence. Did you see that too? I saw that, yeah. Did you see that too? Yeah. Did you I see that? that no. Dude, yeah. I know. I'm into it too. It's yeah, like, but I just part. don't want like the T Rex. I'm like, <laughs> no raptors and no T Rex. Exactly. Other than that, no, down. pterodactyls scare the fuck out of me. Oh, you're right. You're right. Nothing that can fly, nothing that can swim. Wait, I'm not down for that is, either. Why? Why are they doing that? Because for, it's for fun. good why not? meat. It's good <laughs> meat, bro. All the methane from the cows. <laughs> Those are huge animals. They're huge, yeah. but I'm down. I mean, yeah. I think I mean, I'm down. I'm not not down. I'm just questioning <laughs> why. The only way to hunt them is with spears. Yeah. If they said that. You can get, oh, you got a tag? <laughs> There's two spears. Good luck. Be <laughs> with Absolutely a net. You ever watch that movie 10,000 BC or something like that? Yeah. Is that what yeah, I'm Jonah talking about? Hill. The guy with the, the white guy with the dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you say? Isn't, Jonah Hill? Isn't that Jonah, Jonah Hill? Isn't that? No. I don't think so. Is that like a Nat Geo thing? No, it was a full movie, like an action movie, you know, and he fights like a saber tooth and stuff. There's like a spinoff of it that like <laughs> comedy guys are in. <laughs> I don't blame him. It is pretty funny, but there's a them hunting, his tribe hunting a woolly woolly. <laughs> just, it just makes me think of that in the future. Sounds hilarious. And I'm dead. Woolly mammoth. But uh, I don't know if that's fake or not. Because I saw another one on TikTok that was like a like a Instagram of TikTok. You know yeah. what I mean? You're scrolling. Yeah. And it was a uh, some like white coat scientist, which I I now know is faked. And she's holding like a fake baby dinosaur. No. <laughs> she it said something like they're remaking, you know, the ones with the horns that look like yeah. rhinos. Yeah. It was a baby one of those. It was so is it? Yeah. It was so real looking. Was it from like, like animatronic kind That's of thing? So sick. And I, I was that. watching it like what? We're making those already? Yeah. <laughs> it's already. Yeah. already. It's inevitable. No one bro. know? Once you make a movie, it's a matter uh, of time until someone that makes was it. Look alive, baby. Look alive. Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park. I love that. Yeah, that was great. It's, it's still one of the best. It really it's is. They're still up. moving them, yeah. though. You, do you watch the new ones? Yeah, I'm not new, super new. Yeah, new, new ones, one was but, bad. Right? Yeah. They, they tried to carry it on a little bit. I feel like they just ran the entire movie. They were just running. Yeah, pretty much. Like, literally. totally right. I like Chris Pratt can run. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Land before time. Anyone? Oh, oh I wow. Cried. I cried. Yeah, see? Yeah. yeah, that's a very heavy one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch, uh, <laughs> speaking of touching 
movies. <laughs> Speaking of touching, oh, uh, <laughs> what was it? I just downloaded it. I was going to watch it. Brother Bear. So random. Oh, that's a great one. That's the one to cry to, too. I was, I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that one in forever. I'm down with that. That's magical. Spirited Away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah. The so classics. Emotional. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> animation is all time. It is. And one day there will be a secret animation movie. By yeah. Ben Wallace. One day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> with your, will be your first client for your claymation studio. I would studio. love to do an animated movie. That would be If so you have sick. time. Animated so surf exploration documentary. Be crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. They can yeah. do anything with that. Yeah. It's yeah. like a... You don't even have to really. travel. It's like a exactly. behind-the-scenes animation, you know? <laughs> That's like how it went down. Exactly. Wait. What do you mean by that? Just like their story of how they shot it, but it's all claymation of them. Like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. wow. <laughs> That's sick. What if you Trippy. went to those places, but... F- actually did claymation in the <laughs> yeah. area yeah, like, they get even more expensive yeah, you guys cool so if we set up shop here <laughs> Dude, get out of here we need a flight we need a flight <laughs> we have a lot of clay we have a lot of boxes of clay we gotta get it over there that's crazy i'm curious on uh was that arcteryx's like first surf film that they've sponsored because that because i saw that they were a sponsor for it and i was like that's a good Damn, question I, like yeah because they're obviously like so in the mountaineering and trail running right. world yeah um, so they sponsor Pete DeVries, like he's their only pro surfing athlete. Gotcha. And so I know they've done a lot with him in the past. Um, but I don't know if they've done like a full length surf film like this before. And I was shocked. Like, like the fact that they came on for, I was like, "Whoa, this is, sick. yeah, yeah. It's I clutch, guess it's too. Yeah, it's cool. yeah. And their stuff is like amazing. So yeah. I was they hook you up with some stuff. Yeah. 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 Did they like outfit the whole trip? Um, well, yeah. they came on afterwards, right? You they came on after mm-hmm. I actually was wearing one of their jackets like before. Oh, that came probably helps so much. Sick too, because yeah. I made like a little teaser reel. And mm-hmm. um, but are you are you in the film though? Just for a brief moment. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. need to watch it. I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. Yeah, but is it like Stanley or whatever? Yeah. You know, you always sneak <laughs> yeah. yourself in. There. Yeah. You should always do that. Just sneak yourself <laughs> in. But yeah, that was sick. Like I love that. I love that they're not like known to be a, a surf brand, and it was fun. So that is really yeah. cool. Patagonia's though. I know they're more in surf now, but I feel like at some point it was the same thing, right? Yeah. They're mountaineering only for a while. Yeah. And then yeah. now they have a whole surf program. Yeah. And I remember being shocked when they first went into surf. I was like, this is the sickest thing ever. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that. They yeah. did a good yeah. job at breaking into it. Yeah. What yeah. what would be your favorite brand to shoot for? Or even company. Does you not have to be a brand? Well, I don't know. I honestly don't know how to answer that. Yeah, yeah, right. one I don't like uh, I've been wanting to work with them. Dude, I think more of like movie mountain or something like yeah, that. I love creative it, side. Like mm-hmm. I don't really have like a specific like company brand. But yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's dream to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Oregon? Where is he up at? Or yeah, Washington? I think Washington. Washington. Yeah. So Jeez. that's cool. I mean, something like that, like that's my dream is just like fully creative. So how often are you that. doing like the graphics for your videos or just in general? Um, Every once in a while. I mean, it doesn't come up a ton, but I usually do it. And then lately I've been working more with other people. Like for Island X, we had a friend do all the illustration, like for the poster and the graphics and all that. And that was really cool. I think for myself, like lately, I used to kind of wear all the hats of everything in the videos and in the films. And it's really exciting to like spread that out and like bring other people in and kind of like broaden the scope of like, the creativity going into a project and i think before i kind of felt like i needed to do it and i didn't really have the resources to like spread that out um but i've just found like the bigger your team is like the richer 
the whole thing becomes. And so it's been cool, like bringing other people on to do that stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. For sure. yeah. It's definitely a good way to look at it, especially with a creative thing like that. It sounds hard to kind of be down to give away more. Yeah. Yeah, know? totally. But um, but I feel like you're saying as long as you all respect each other and you're into the same sort of end goal or what you're thinking. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm just feeling like I don't have to have my name on yeah. all the different pieces, you know, like that's not really what it's about. It's more about just creating like a cohesive whole that's like really exciting and fun. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Damn. What's uh what's your favorite trip? I guess. I don't know if you already asked. That's that, a hard right? one too. Yeah. I know. There's like different reasons I could name different ones. Uh, one of my favorite ones was the first Aleutian Islands trip I did with Chris um, for Surfer Magazine in like 2014. And that film was called Cradle of Storms. And at that point, like neither Chris nor I had been out there before. Um, but like Steve Hawk and Doc Renneker and some other guys had been there in like the late 90s. And they had gotten like some waves out there and kind of saw the potential. So we knew there was like something out there, um, but we didn't really know like how good it would be. And so we put this whole trip together and it felt like we were going out to the edge of the planet into the middle of nowhere because there's like so many different tiers of flights that you have to take to get out there. And we landed on this tiny volcanic island. I was like, we didn't know this at the time because there's like, no photos of this place online at the time. How'd and, you know about those two surfers that went there? Was it- um, well, Steve Hawk was the editor of oh, okay. Surfer Magazine in the 90s, and they had, had an article about that trip. Gotcha. Um, but we didn't really know a lot about the place when we landed. Like, the runway is in front of this, like, massive snow-capped volcano, and it's just like a dirt runway, and there's a crashed plane, like, at the end of the runway. Jeez. And there's just like caribou like herding over the hill. Damn. And then we got on these quads and just booked it down to the coast to like check the surf where we thought there might be waves. And like when we came over the hill, there was just like a firing left reef. Jeez. And it was like sunny out and beautiful. And we were tripping. Like basically, we got everything we needed for that trip. Like that first evening, like Damn. the waves were so good. That's perfect. And we still had like 10 more days there. And so we were in this like hunting lodge and just posted up and got like crazy waves the entire time. And I, I was just so like blown away by that place, like not knowing what we were getting ourselves into. And like a lot of these trips, I felt like you're stoked if you can get maybe like onshore surf and capture like novelty surfing. And like, that's, yeah. that's it. Like, that's all I need to be stoked, you know? But yeah. when you get something like that, you're just like, I can't believe places like this exist mm-hmm. where like, it feels like it was created for surfing, but it's in this like remote isolated place and nobody surfs and it. nobody surfs it. Yeah, that's but so the weird. trip about that place is that there's actually a solo guy who had been out there in the early nineties and he had surfed it first, as far as we know, um, he had just like backpacked through Alaska by himself along the coastline and posted up and like camped out there on that island for like a month and scored surf just by himself. I don't and, understand people. Like and that. took like three photos total and like they ended up somewhere online and I found him and I'd gotten in touch with this guy and like he had helped like guide us out there and like help me like put some of the pieces together. And 
he never was like looking for publicity or credit or anything damn and just a trip that there's people like that so yeah and it's weird like the more i've gone out to those places the more i've just found that there's been people like that from way back that have done it like solo like super that's so gnarly yeah nobody knows about it yeah especially somewhere like that because it's just dangerous yeah yeah like that's basically the movie What's the movie? The guy goes out by himself. Oh, Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Yeah. Oh, Christopher yeah. McCandless. It's basically that exact yeah. movie yeah. right there. It's like that in Point Break. Yeah. Had a baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> There's like no internet, like nothing. It's wow. like, and like, how do you even know what's out there? Like, yeah. you have no clue. I had, well, yeah. he's backpacking. How do you get to an island? Yeah. Right? I think he's just catching boats out <laughs> Swim there. Swim pack. Yeah. yeah. He's just like going from That's island like to island on boats. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's so wild. That's so wild. I would never do that by myself. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I know. I'm scared. Yeah, and so I, I stayed in touch with that guy for like ten years. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, Pen pals. How's yeah. He How's he doing? He passed away like two years ago. Oh, so, yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't like I never met him in person. I was kind of scared of him actually. He was like <laughs> sounds intimidating. Pretty for sure. wild. Like he knew, like I had like offered to do a little write up about his story, and he like didn't want any publicity. And <clears throat> I don't. He was like a very quirky character yeah. and like mysterious and he was like always traveling the world even into his like 60s and 70s um and he'd send me photos of like random point breaks in chile that he was like posted up at Jeez, and, what a legend yeah i wonder crazy. how good of a surfer he was like i wonder I if he know. was like just you know not that good but like would just go to these waves i have no idea yeah yeah <laughs> i hope for that it sounds just so attainable you know yeah yeah makes yeah. it more romantic when he's just not good right, yeah. <laughs> if he was really good it's like ah he's just following his dream but otherwise it's like wow he's really sending it yeah you know, yeah. You know? just paddling out and the waves, <laughs> it's like, work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this works it's awesome though but i, you get, think you I get nervous when you like go to a normal spot and yeah. you've never surfed it before yeah. and you're just like i don't know where the rocks are or i don't know where i can like you know get yeah. off on the wave right or, you know like stuff like that but if you go show up to a random island and on your own breaking left and you're yeah. like all right well, that's so try this. Hopefully yeah, I and like, die. if you do get hurt, like there's no help close by. Like you'd yeah. have to get yeah, cut it off a helicopter <laughs> from like a nearby island that would take you to that island, and then take a plane to like mainland Alaska. Jeez. I don't know. Well, there's screaming. the funds for the trip. Go yeah, on. right. Yeah, exactly. Go on. I wouldn't even want to think about that. It's not exactly. really. yeah. What do, What even about like? animals in the water in alaska i feel like there's probably crazy uh, mammoths there. aren't there woolly mammoths yes yeah, swimming <laughs> yeah there's definitely huge sea lions yeah, yeah. and whales that could just be so sketchy when you orcas go to places yeah yeah orcas. animals that have been there for years and you're yes all over their territory. frozen in time and there's mummies out there there's like <laughs> no way. yeah there's like mummified people because like people what? have oh lived out gosh. there for oh. thousands of years and yeah, it's crazy. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so are they walking around like real mummies? <laughs> no, like in caves. Like they've discovered like caves with mummified people. In wow. Them. Like supposedly there's a cave on that island where these guys went into the cave and the mummies were like standing up. What? They had basically like set them up so that they look like they're oh, God. still like alive. That's or, terrifying. Yeah. That's some Indiana Jones yeah. shit right there. Yeah. You've never seen any of that though? No, really. No, no. Wow. It's, it's wow. crazy. Like when you're there, it's so hard to get around like to get to some of these more remote places is extremely difficult and like usually when you're there to surf you're just like focusing on these tiny little zones that you can actually access 
Not wow. like caves of millions. Just, that yeah. sounds epic, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it I just does. have like, yeah. this full like thought process of Ben walking through like the jungle, and there's like he's like bending down to pick something up, and like arrows are yeah. yeah. It's like no, I've never seen any of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's crazy to think. Yeah. I wonder if they crossed the Bering Strait, and those are the earliest Americans. Well, yeah, there. I mean there there was like a thriving civilization all through those islands. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's like. Actually, and it's interesting, too, because the Aleutians, like, dip pretty far south. So the climate there is, like, relatively warm. It's not like mainland Alaska and it's mar- I don't know where maritime, you know? Like, it doesn't – it snows, but the snow doesn't really stick there. And and so, Jeez. yeah, yeah. Can you get a map up or something? I just yeah, have yeah. no idea. I'm How thinking of Alaska. I, I'm thinking of E. A-L-E. Ah, damn it. <laughs> it's a silent is, e. is there anywhere like that that has been like untouched by surfers that you're trying to go next? Lucian? <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> and it's hard to get to. And it takes a lot of planning. Wait, what'd you say? Is that, is that like a next film idea? S. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's next yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, we got it. Oh, it's T I A N. I just need to. That makes sense. Shin. Yeah. I don't know why that's Shin, but it's T N. Eleusian. I was never good at it. Oh, it's more Greek than anything. That looks like the Mediterranean? No, no, the name. Oh. The name yeah. itself. I think you've been to Greece, <laughs> Yeah. So wow. That's, that's summertime. Oh, it's beautiful. Green, but it's wow, usually yeah. flat in the summer. I, sh- I just need like a visual in my head. Wow. I feel oh, like of the map? Really... Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I haven't thought about the Bering Strait in so long. Yeah, it's really yeah. tripping out There's my like head. There's like 164 islands, I think. And it dips pretty low, so it does. does, yeah. does some of them, like, are some of them warm in the winter? No, um, probably not. I wouldn't say warm. That's crazy. But like, if you look at the latitude, it's like probably almost to Vancouver Island, like okay. that far south. Oh, really? That's forty-seven degrees there right now. Jesus. That's not that bad. In the For attic. October. In the attic? Oh, a duck. A duck. Eight duck. You believe me? <laughs> wow, that is that. Yeah, that seems very. So, are the flights just terrifying every single time? Yeah, I mean, you're just in these tiny planes in a storm. Yeah, with cargo, random super, boxes, super expensive. Around. Although ADAC has a oh. a military base on it, oh. or at least it used to. So it has a pretty big airport, and I think you can take Jeez. like a commercial airliner there pretty oh. pretty safely. Like it doesn't matter what the weather is. Really? Yeah. So this is interesting because like ADAC has this like abandoned military community and it has like an old McDonald's and it's all just empty. It's terrifying. And it's like a suburbs out there. Yeah, it looks like a nuke town. You should just rent that. All the suburbs are empty? Yeah. Yeah, you can just explore them apparently. There's like old military hangars and – Jeez. Yeah. And then like they tested – the government tested nuclear bombs on like a neighboring island – Wow. Jeez. Um, yeah. It's That's trippy. Nice. So gnarly. You could probably find some weird stuff out there. There's crazy There's, stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's mummies out there. What about Atka? Oh, that looks beautiful. I've been, been to Atka. Yeah. That's a tiny community. Yeah. So we've actually Jeez. flown the length of, or half the length of the Aleutians a few times, um, just doing like aerial recon. And Looking for surf. Yeah, and all the islands are very different. Like some are like extremely volcanic and like cliffy, and so there's no waves. That's crazy. And then other ones have like zones that look like there's a ton of potential. And but it's it just is. access. Like a lot of them, you wouldn't even be able to land a plane on them. What? Okay. And then if you're taking a boat, you're like 
a two-week boat trip oh through the worst part of your life. Yeah. At least you're probably catching crab, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just live on that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Hope that like is... lobster. <laughs> so, wait, well, how did you first find the, that first wave again? What was the connection there? Surfer's Journal, right? Uh, the, that first story? Y- yeah. Um, that why I'd heard about that place through Steve Hawk from Surfer Magazine. That's okay. This, Surfer Magazine. And then I'd gotten in touch with that dude from the 90s, Bob Kemp. Like, I'd seen his photos. No, I, actually, sorry. Dude. I meant to say the first story as in, like, the one where the guy is living on the... Oh, Island X. Yeah, yeah. That was a scientist who had been following my work, reached out to me. And oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool that you yeah. yeah. worked, bro. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's something to be proud of right there. Yeah. If I were you, I would just be, like, always checking my email. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Some random scientist yeah, or, like random people that yeah, awesome. yeah. like oh yeah yeah you should do you ever send out like a message like hey if you ever know of any i haven't that's ways. a good idea though yeah, I love that. yeah. i'm sure i'm sure there's so i mean i've had people oh. just send me like hey this is like my secret personal spot don't tell anybody <laughs> what <laughs> i'm turning myself like, in but don't tell anybody like, check it out it's like an empty left point what why would they do that i know like i think people that have spots like that they're so stoked and they want to share it with somebody yeah but it's almost like a lonely experience to like have that and not get to share the joy Mm -hmm. of it gosh that sounds so fun though you just have a perfect left out in front of your house yeah just full of booby traps and nuclear bombs (laughs) and mummies swimming around yeah there's so Uh, it does come down pretty far yeah you know what would be cool you did something that was just like Closing your eyes and putting your finger on the yeah. globe, and you have to go there and dive there. Crazy. Crazy. It's probably going to be Kansas, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Odds yeah, are. As long as it's a coast. Yeah. Odds insane. are. Actually, Texas, right? Just land on Hawaii. Oh, gosh. I got to go to Hawaii. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Do you still ever do? There. Do you do tropical stuff, or are you just solely. I do. I have. I mean, I, I love surfing warm water personally. <laughs> Actually, yeah. so Mark who is a part of Island X. I met him on a surf trip to Costa Rica. Nice. That was like a travel tourism job and we got awesome waves, but we're like, this is so weird. We're two like cold water surf guys and we meet in Costa Rica, yeah. all places. Yeah. You know? Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's a cool life that you live. Um, it's crazy that it like worked out the way it did. And yeah, so you're going to continue to do so all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the dream is um, just building on this and like evolving it further and telling more stories and yeah. getting more creative with it. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. you built like a full studio out, right? Yeah, yeah. And in, in Oceanside. Yeah. So, it looks sick. I'd love to see it. Yeah, you guys got to come by. Yeah. 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 So Definitely. it's um, you and one other guy doing it? Yeah. My buddy Brian Davis, Brian, Bobcat yeah. Davis, like we've been working together we've been friends for like eight plus years and worked together off and on, on film stuff. And then we've started Fielder studio Fielder films, which is like our collaboration on films. And we do almost all of our projects together and, and just kind of like mind meld on those. So this is uh, nickname Bobcat. Yeah. That's Bobcat the sickest nickname. Yeah. Yeah. So we just met at a coffee shop in, in Oceanside and a buddy introduced us and he's like, dude, you got to meet Brian. Like he loves, filmmaking like i think you guys would hit it off and so we just started doing stuff together and then eventually it was like everything we were doing it together so wow just yeah bobcat yeah yeah ruling the world yeah yeah (laughs) so that's awesome yeah and i I think originally i was just doing a lot of stuff on my own and the idea of having a friend like i'm sure you guys can relate to this but like having a friend to 
work on creative projects with changes everything for me. Like somebody you can just like bounce ideas off of and like almost have this like sandbox experience where you're just like not only talking to clients or people that you're like sending deliverables to, but like, Hey, let's just talk about the creative side of this and see like what we can come up with. And so it's been super fulfilling for sure. I can't imagine not having another person. Yeah. That sounds crazy. You'd have to be so certain in your creative juices. Exactly. Otherwise you're like, is this cool? Yeah. Like, am I I crazy? Like what am I doing here? Exactly. That sounds terrifying. Honestly. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's cool. What do you have coming up next? Do you have like a lot of like, yeah corporate filming or we do yeah Yeah. so i mean we're still working on island x like i'm finding like we've put in three plus years to make this film but once you release it like that's actually when the work starts of like promoting it to the rest of the world because it's it's easy to feel like the project's done on our end but people still don't know about it and so we're still like touring it doing events promoting it um and there's like a lot that goes into that and then we have commercial jobs that we're doing through the end of the year um for various brands and then i'm kind of starting to think of like all right like what would be the next creative endeavor like maybe end of next year start to work on that and dream something up so yeah Very cool. yeah can't wait to see what it is yeah, yeah. Um, ireland i'm ireland no i'm ireland. looking at the map right now and i want to see a hudson bay film dude hudson i know bay. There's, there's polar bears up there is there it's really gnarly yeah so people there is surf up there yeah i bet do you know um, every cold water surf spot at this point yeah he knows every single one everyone yeah they're all mad. google earth at all but like if you can surf the uh, so yeah Great people Lakes. people go up there the thing is it's like very shallow that body of water mm. and so ice is over quickly and when there's ice you don't really oh. get swell um, okay. and there's like uh, a lot of polar bears so like people that go up there in the winter are like in these vans that are like with bars on the windows because what? like the polar bears no. will come just rip up. them open yeah that's super cool. yeah that's super but that's there is really surf cool. like there's a wind swell up there you know <laughs> yeah but it's like how bad do you want it <laughs> like, dude like some of these places like, <laughs> yeah like some of these places in like northern and eastern canada it's like i've looked into it you literally have to have a guy with a gun or like multiple guns on hand at all times that sounds just pretty to like sick. protect the camp and like that sounds like a, Jurassic Park in a bear, it's a bear fence awesome. like an electric fence that you put yeah, around your wow. campsite whoa yeah wow we actually in Kamchatka Russia we had a bear fence because there's like grizzlies out there and you're just in your tent with a bear yeah fence yeah and it's it's just like a little wire that like goes around the perimeter that's all you campsite. need yeah that feels terrifying. Yeah. It's like, I hope yeah, it doesn't crawl under that thing. Right. The wires on jump the floor, it. it's like hung up. Yeah, it's like an inch off the ground like this. And yeah. It's like a trip it? wire. Can they just jump it? Interesting. I don't know. That's terrifying. Yeah. They're a little higher, I feel like. You yeah. Know? And then the Where Russian, they can't go under it, but they can't really jump it. Yeah. Like, and then the Russians have like shotguns and stuff. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. There's also the whole thing of like Modern putting a rope cocktails. around your camp for like snakes and animals like that, but they could easily just crawl over it, but they don't. What? Yeah. <laughs> put a rope down? Weird. Put it, yeah. Put it, put a rope in a circle around your Jeez. Tongue. Right? Like, you ever putting, heard of that? I've never heard of that. Oh. Putting salt in a circle. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, uh, maybe that's not a real uh, thing. Uh, I don't know. Garlic bulbs. Yeah. I don't know about that. That one's real. <laughs> oh, cinnamon for ants. Really? Use cinnamon. Yeah. Salt for slugs. Wow. And been, you never heard that one? Yeah, yeah. they pop. The blow up. It's kind of fucked up. SpongeBob drew a circle around himself. Nice cargo. Yeah. Did um, for the bear pig thing. Yeah. Bear pig thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, remember, I know the reference. Ah. 
Um, I was gonna say, oh, the, uh, I'm gonna mess up the name on this one, but Kamchaka. Kamchaka. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why are you smiling? Just. <laughs> oh, so immature you were smiling um, yeah that that film was wait that was the one with dane right yeah that one was so sick and, yeah that was cool. a lot of people uh when when actually dane came in they were like like people that worked here were like dude that was like that film like changed my life it was really so sick. Yeah. yeah like wow. ask him about it so now i'm asking you about it <laughs> yeah because you were there and you filmed it right yeah yeah that's insane it seemed like such a beautiful trip that was crazy yeah i mean I don't know what what it was like it felt magical just to be there and yeah. that place is really like mystical to me i mean you have like these huge pyramid shaped volcanoes and then there's like a lush forest and yeah russian culture like on the beach it's a lot of drinking right yeah yeah thing. and it i like in my mind's eye i kind of pictured it as being this like alaska experience but then when we got there it's like there's tons of people right on the beach there like shooting guns and drinking vodka and stuff. Fuck you know, it's yeah. like the exact what? opposite of wow, it's like spring break in Russia. It was. Yeah. yeah. Break. It was a trip. Wow. And like, people were so friendly. Like it was awesome. Like the food was great. And goulash or what, what are they eating over there? Jeez. Yeah. A lot of soups. Soup, goulash. Yeah. So everyone was nice to you guys. Yeah. That's cool. They're rad. It was super cool. Cool. Um, and then we got to explore around, like saw some huge, bear footprints next to our campsite one night and then there's like salmon going up the rivers so like Jeez. foster was actually on that trip he had like a a bow and arrow that he used to shoot a salmon out of the water what whoa it was crazy yeah he just like had a string attached to the arrow shot it and just like pulled it out of the water what the heck yeah that was that's badass. crazy so and we got some waves like it's definitely hard to get waves there <laughs> but it was like fun surf you know that's so cool. Yeah, that was fun. And then the crew was so rad. Like we all we were all just like camping for two weeks on the beach. Yeah. So do a lot of Russians surf? Um at the time there's like a few locals that were yeah. surfing and they had actually met Tom Curran because Tom had done that same trip like maybe ten years prior and met a few kids on that one and like left surfboards and when we got oh, there wow. there's like a little crew of them on that beach surfing and and then we ended up uh, booking a helicopter to go to this like super remote wave that was like way further north I'd spotted this like little river mouth gravel bar in this bay that was like super secluded and you could see a little left peeling in on Google Earth and we landed there and it was like waterfalls dumping into this bay like super scenic salmon going up the creek Damn. and like a knee high little left it wasn't, it wasn't really surfable but I, like I've always wanted to go back to that spot. So there's definitely potential, but there's not a lot of infrastructure. It's really hard to get around. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool that you went and searched it and found that spot. It's too bad it wasn't breaking really well. I know, I know. Yeah, I know how that is. You just like pull up to a spot and you're like, ah, oh, this would be so like good. so much work yeah. went into getting here, yeah. So Dang. That was crazy, yeah. And then I think that was actually like a lesson in storytelling too because – even though that wave didn't turn out to be like working when we were there, it was still like a cool part of the story and part of the adventure. And it kind of opened my mind to like the story of adventure more so than just like trying to score surf. Mm -hmm. And growing up, I was like just so into surfing and like getting good waves. And over time I've just come to appreciate more of like the story side of it even more so. Yeah. 
Um, and that trip, like, yeah, that trip really changed my perspective. I feel like that's all we've done is we usually don't store because it's trying to wrangle that many yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> like you have one weekend, you know, you film it and you're like, eh, surf was not that good. Yeah. We've yeah. never committed like 10 days to a surf trip either. Yeah. Which yeah. probably is what you really need is yeah. time. Yeah. And a lot of times even that's not enough, you know, you just don't know. So, yeah. 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 That's yeah. Really. It makes total sense. One day. We can get better at it. Yeah. One day. Or learn a line up. Or we just do claymation forever. Just <laughs> but, pay for it. Yeah. Just pay it's, for it. It's weird, though, because I, I feel that way in Oceanside. Like, I've lived there for so many years, and I still don't really understand when it gets good or why, yeah. why certain days are good or not. And I've, like, spent so much time trying to get waves in these other places. But even, like, at home, I don't fully get it. So It's, yeah. it's a crazy science, really. Yeah. yeah. I definitely try to dive into, like, cataloging swell directions and like you know all that shit and yeah still just like i don't know it might be good tomorrow yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah it's interesting how it's never really the same even though it's supposed to be yeah, yeah yeah and i imagine like what if you showed up for 10 days in oceanside randomly at, at some point in the year like what's your chances of getting waves right. like even there yeah that yeah. is interesting like you don't know yeah normally it's like oh it's three to four tomorrow like, right yeah i just go yeah, off the color yeah. i'm like oh it's orange yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they dumb it down pretty good nowadays you know yeah and the orange. camera yeah it's like yeah. color coded for me well thanks for coming yeah. in man yeah thanks Pretty for having sure. me yeah. yeah super fun stoked we gotta watch the or i gotta watch that movie island x out yeah. now yeah yeah <laughs> on amazon yeah. prime great yeah. film yeah, yeah. thanks Great guys film. yeah thanks for having me yeah, yeah. thanks for coming thank, thank you, you. <laughs> there we go